Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko here. How you doing? Where are you from? Very good. Detroit? <laughs> oh, I got a whole bunch of jokes for that. Hey, James, how are you doing tonight? I am, I am pleased. For the first time ever during an opening bit, I am pleased. Fantastic, man. Good to hear. Great to hear. Hey, James, why did Sally fall off the swing? No idea. She had no arms. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Not Sally. <laughs> <laughs> James, a guy walked into a bar with a chunk of asphalt. He said, hey, how about a drink for me and one for the road? <laughs> I know, I know. I had to take a ceiling fan back because all he did was stand there and applaud and say, boy, it looks so smooth. <laughs> oh, one more, James, one more. Come on, indulge me with one more. Just one last one, please. One muffin. There's two muffins in the oven, and one says to the other one, hey, is it hot enough for you? And the first muffin says, oh, my God, it's a talking muffin. I retract oh. everything I said. I am not pleased at all. <laughs> why? Why couldn't you just just admit that you're ugly and that's why you're wearing a bag over your head? Why couldn't we just leave it at that? Why'd you have to keep going? James, it's the unknown comic. You remember this from the 70s, don't you? I, I just know that I didn't have to see your face. and I was so happy when you sent me that picture. It's the only costume of yours that I've approved of. You had to think one of those jokes was funny. Come on. I, I think it's funny that you amused yourself. That's, that's where I find the humor. <laughs> We're going meta here. Well, you may not realize it, but you have stumbled upon the podcast Wrong and Wronger, where each week we argue about a topic that means nothing to nobody, but everybody tunes in for these fantastic characters that Steve comes up with. And James, he appreciates, but way deep down inside way way deep so like <laughs> so deep it's working its way through my intestinal track <laughs> well before boy you talk about mount st helens waiting to explode <laughs> so james what are we going to argue about today give a little tease we are going to argue should you mow your own lawn or should you pay someone to do it should you mow Ooh, all right so as summer is uh, wrapping for the year Maybe set people up for next year. This might give them an idea of what they'll want to do or not do. So we're providing a public service. Yes, yes, they will be prepared, and uh, we will waste 15 minutes of airtime. So it's a win-win all around. <laughs> now, before we get to the compliment phase, ah, I have to adjust my bag. Ooh, don't take that out of context. Anyway, <laughs> we have a piece of business that we need to take care of. Because the one fan that we've had from day one, super fan Judy P, she's mad at Breakwell. And a little mad at me, it, but it's it, not impossible. me that she's really mad at. She loves me. How could she ever be mad at me? Uh, I, I don't well, believe you. I don't believe you, you. You levied an accusation a couple of shows ago, and it wounded her. And then she was even more wounded that you didn't issue a retraction last week. I okay. Could just hit me with it. I have I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I don't remember the details. Oh, but you, you don't even remember it. Come on. First of all, how dare you, sir? I'm not the one who is standing in judgment here. 
You accused her of potentially doing or not doing something, and I can't remember. Something. Oh, I, okay. I'm back on track. It was the <laughs> thumbs down issue. You said maybe it was superfan Judy P. Oh. And she, <laughs> her bosom swelled with regret, and then she realized it wasn't her, and then it exploded in anger. And she wanted you to apologize for that. Now, she lumped both of us into that same crock pot, but you're the one that said it. Well, Judy P., I would like to apologize for my terrible co-host, Steve, for bringing up past wrongs. <laughs> Because we've all clearly moved on. Me and Judy P, we're good. She proofreads my comics every single night. She checks to make sure I got all the all the T's crossed and the I's dotted. And we were happy until you just came in here and rained on our working relationship, trying to throw in drama where there is one. So shame on you, Steve Olivas. That's probably why you keep losing every week. How did last week's debate go? Would you like to remind well, us all? Yeah, I, th this actually, uh, it sort of edges us into the compliment phase because I was saving this for my compliment <laughs> for you. And uh, if you'd like, I can pull the trigger and go right into compliments. Are you ready? Go, go for it. Go for it. All right. I want to compliment you, James. Yes. Because despite having 58 times more followers than I do, you <laughs> finally squeaked out three victories in a row. <laughs> I think you've mobilized just enough troops to not hate you to the point of voting for you, just pushing their phone screen for about a millisecond. And uh, good on you that uh, after we've been running neck and neck, you finally got enough of your people to overcome my people. And I think you must be very proud. Well, first of all, our podcast listeners are a separate set of eight people. <laughs> just completely separate from your followers or my followers. They are their own subset with their own demographics. And they're just one big pool. They're not my followers or your followers. They're our followers. Or at least they oh, used to I be. See. But you've been getting worse every single week. And it's just grinding on them. I don't know how your wife's put up with you for all of these years. I mean, 15 well, minutes of Steve is a lot, a lifetime. I can't imagine. But however many billion episodes we've done, they they finally hit the breaking point. They don't even need to hear you open your mouth anymore. They just see your ugly face with the ugly bag over your ugly oh, face, oh, not and they week. vote yeah. for me. That's where we're at. So thank you for All for right. grinding them down. Wow. Okay, good. Good. So your apology to Judy turned into an insult for me, and my compliment to you turned into an insult. Let, let's see how you do on your compliment for me. See if you can hit the trifecta. I would like to compliment you for having a seemingly normal family, despite being you. Every <laughs> once in a while, you post these pictures on there. You got a wife and two kids, a boy and a girl, yeah. their parents and in-laws yeah. who still tolerate you. And I just look yeah. and I say, how? Is this a different Steve Olivas than we know and hate? Where is this guy coming from? How has this happened? When I imagine what kind of family you could put together or turn out, it does not look like that. It's more like it's more like the Adams family on meth. That's kind of what I picture. And then I look at your family and they're normal and I don't get it. So congrats to you for defying all logic and beating the odds. Well, James, uh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> thank you, by the way, for... Uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs doesn't run Apple anymore. Like, he's, uh, he probably spends less time at the office than ever before, but he has surrounded himself. He's put people in key positions that can keep things rolling in the Steve? right direction. Steve? Yeah. Steve yeah. Jobs yeah. is dead. Right, right. No, no, that's, that's, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whoever replaced Steve Jobs <laughs> doesn't run Apple anymore. <laughs> Yes, there's, there's he, only he so does. Much you can do. <laughs> he, 
it's yeah, the what's Java, the point that it's I'm literally the Java is. CEO. <laughs> the point I'm making is you get people in strategic positions and then the burden of keeping everything between the white and the yellow isn't all on you. Like you've got other people making decisions and influencing. And that's kind of what I've done in my life. I have people around me that make sure that uh, I don't crash and burn. And I don't know how you slid through the cracks. You weren't vetted completely by my wife before we got <laughs> together. And uh, we see what happened as a result of that. I won't make that mistake again. But thank you for the compliment. <laughs> all right. Well, let's flip that Guam quarter of fate and get to arguing. We have burned almost all of our time. <laughs> I know. I didn't think this coin flip thing through quite all the way with the bag over my head. But we'll see. We'll see just how this can go. All right, it is up. It is, uh-oh. Uh oh, oh, there it is. All right, it's on the floor. It is heads. You, wait, you didn't say what the two sides <laughs> represented. I was too busy listening to you fumble. <laughs> we have to do it again. Our first no, ever failed. the quarter. Oh, okay. It, it hit the ground and it flipped over. Anyway, well, I was so, going to say heads mow your own, tails somebody else mows okay, it for you. Okay. So I will, I will do mow my own, because that's what any red-blooded American should do. Your lawn <laughs> is your job. You take care of it. It's probably the one time most of us get outside to even enjoy our yards. If it wasn't for me mowing my yard, I would never be out in it. It would just be a feral pig pasture. <laughs> but instead, I am out there tending it, taking care of it, looking out for sticks, scooping up pig poop, tending the flowers. All of these things come out because I am mowing my lawn, because it is my civic responsibility to my family, to my community, and to my country. And I am not going to delegate that to somebody else. And you know what? It's good exercise, not terribly hard, but gets it out there, gets the blood flowing a little bit, maybe break a little bit of a sweat. It's the only sun I ever get. It's the only time I'm out there. The rest of the time I'm hiding inside. <laughs> and you know what? It's kind of fun. It's a big, dangerous machine with a whirling blade. What kind of guy would not want to do that? I'm not going to pay some 15-year-old to do that for me. He's not going to do it right. I mean, I, I just laid down 50 billion reasons to do it yourself. I can't even imagine how you would counter that. James, this is your age that's starting to bleed through here because you have more time than money at this point <laughs> in your life. My life is the exact opposite. I have no time. And when I make a commitment to my neighbors, the city, and the country, the world <laughs> at large, it's that this gets done regularly. And if it's up to me, it ain't going to get done regularly. So I pay a guy to do it. I will say this, however. Uh, I'm not the one that made the decision to pay a guy to do it. Because when we moved into the new house, it has a much bigger yard with uh, some challenging landscape. And my wife bought a lawnmower because we didn't have one at the other house. And it weighs about as much as like a circus elephant. And for <laughs> me to drag that thing up and down the hills, I came in after one day of doing it. And she took one look at me and said, that's it, you're out. I'm getting someone else to do it. <laughs> she was looking out for my health. But... I will say this, that the guys that do the yard do a better job than I could because they have better equipment than I did. They've got the thing that you stand on. They've got edgers that they go in and take care of all the edge work. Like, they can do in uh, a half an hour what would take me, it would literally, our lawn to do everything is about a five-hour process, and I don't have that kind of time. I'm not a spring chicken like Breakwell anymore. <laughs> I would rather just stroke a check and be done with it. The lawn looks great all the time, and the neighbors love us. 
and it, it's done regularly. The guys show up every Thursday, and I'm out of town sometimes. Like, why let that lawn go fallow for any amount of time? Let your neighbors give you the stink eye when you drive up any more than they already do because I'm out on the porch in my underpants drinking coffee in the morning. But, James, I make sure to take care of the people around me. I don't know what you do in your neighborhood, but it sounds like the exact opposite. You know, these are definitely rich people problems you're dealing with here. You can't handle your 16 <laughs> acres of gated Nashville real estate in the heart of the city, you know, with the armed guards on the towers shooting the riffraff as oh they try to break God. in. So you can't handle that, so you have to go and pay someone five hours to do your lawn. You, you bit off yep. more than you can chew there. I'm talking 45 minutes out there, because first of all, I'm not, you know, I'm not 95 years old like you. I can, I can move pretty <laughs> fast through it. But second of all, I, I got as much yard as I could handle. I made it sustainable, and that simple yard is entertainment for four kids, two pigs, and one dog, <laughs> and for me when I'm out there enjoying life and mowing. And you know what's great about mowing? When I turn that mower on, I can't hear any whining or complaining. That's 45 <laughs> minutes that I am out of communication with anyone else in this family. It is better than meditation. I am untouchable, oh and I don't get in any trouble with the wife because I am working, I am I am improving our house, I am doing what I am supposed to do. There's 45 <laughs> minutes of the day where I can come in, and I know my life will be better than when I went out. It is, it is the zen of mowing your own lawn. Forget motorcycle maintenance. This is where it's at. And I can't even imagine shoveling that off onto someone else and then paying them, paying yeah. them to do that. Yeah, it's I mean, a wonderful thing. Yeah, money, man. Money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard for it. So you're out there selling your soul to somebody else. So you can come back and pay it. You know what? I would rather mow my lawn than be at work because that, that is an enjoyable experience for me. You can keep your money. I'm going to mow my lawn. I am going to be at peace and I'm going to have some quiet through my headphones. And that's all I want in life. Man, it's got to be great to be not busy like you, James. <laughs> I could get so much done during that five hours that it's just worth whatever the end result is. So, yeah. And uh, when you reach a certain age, you understand that you have physical limitations that preclude you from doing things that you could do when you were Breakwell's age. Like getting out of bed pain-free, for example. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, roll those, uh, not the Guam dice of fate, roll the Dungeons & Dragons dice of adolescence and uh, let me know what you come up with all right well if you want to vote for james and mowing your own lawn and being a good american vote for 18. if you want to vote for paying someone like steve the communist vote for 95 and if you want to throw your vote away vote for 56. another number in the 90s i'm thinking the dice are loaded Ah, much more so than we are for this podcast. You got, you got like a 27. You said, I always get 27. No matter what number I give you, you're like, I always get that number. I think you're just senile, and you remember that you had a number, so you assume it must have been this number. <laughs> the fact that I'm senile is the only reason I keep coming back to this podcast, so you need to embrace the senility and just ride the Mr. Toad's wild ride that we've got. All right, so... If you want to vote for James and doing it yourself, all the DIYers with all of the potential pitfalls and hazards and accidents that can happen, you know what they say, lawn mowing accidents kill more men each year than ladders do. I think that's science. If uh, you want to vote for Steve and doing a favor for your neighborhood, getting it done and done right, you get your lawn looking like a golf course every week, vote for 95. And if you want to throw your vote away, just like you just threw 15 minutes of your life away, vote for, uh, I'm looking out the wrong eye hole, 56. <laughs> All right.
Well, that's been another edition of Wrong and Wronger, and uh, I feel the urge to apologize for wasting your time, but you're the one that chose to click on this and watch <laughs> it in the first place. So, until next week, this is Steve Olivas, the funny one, the unknown comic. You can use some of those jokes later if you want. Speaking for James, the exploding unicorn and admirer of Steve Olivas, break well. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs 